Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. People do not light a lamp and put it under a bushel basket. Rather, they put it on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to God in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until it is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the dominion of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the dominion of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the dominion of heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. How would you answer that question if someone were to ask it of you? Now usually we give our name, maybe we'll tell them something about our work or our family to give them a sense about who we are. On our social media profiles, we are invited to state briefly who we are. Mine says, mom to three, wife to one, little league baseball watcher, and naked baby baptizer. <laughs> now, I've never answered the question, who are you, by what the, today's gospel tells me that I am. I am the salt of the earth. I am the light of the world. Maybe I should change my Facebook profile. In today's reading from Matthew, Jesus says to the crowds who are gathered around him, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It's a promise, not a command. Jesus doesn't say you should be, or you have to be, or you better be, or else. He's saying you are, as in you already are, even if you don't know it, even if you don't feel it, even when you have a hard time believing it. Jesus speaks to the crowd of people who gather from near and far from a variety of life circumstances. And they've come to listen and learn from this one that they've heard so much about. They've come to be healed, to have their lives put back together. They've come in search of meaning, direction, purpose. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus blesses them and gives them a promise, an identity. You are blessed and loved, salt and light. This morning, you and I stand among that crowd, and we too have come to listen and learn, to be healed and to have our lives put back together. We've come in search of meaning and direction and purpose. Jesus' words are just as applicable today as they were 2,000 years ago. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. 
Who we are and what we are meant to do are virtually one and the same. Both salt and light are small things that can make a big difference in a larger scale. Just a pinch of salt can bring the dish's flavors alive. And salt is one of the only spices that brings out the dish's natural flavors instead of overpowering it with its own. And even just a tiny bit of light, just a single candle, can light up an entire darkened room. It really doesn't take much to make a difference. But I wonder if that's where we get stuck sometimes, believing that we have to do big things or make significant statements or change the world or leave a legacy in order to let our light shine before others. We get stuck or frozen, thinking we can't do enough or be enough in order to have an impact, and so we don't pay any attention to or even notice the ways that we are already being salt and light in the world. For instance, looking someone in the eyes and speaking a kind word and acknowledging them as having been created in the image and likeness of God, especially if that person is someone that we've previously thought of as other, or different, or generously giving time and compassion and money to care for those who are poor or hungry or homeless, or being present with someone who is grieving without having to fix anything or make it better, but simply sitting with them in their pain and in their sorrow. Speaking a word of encouragement to others in distress, being faithful in your place of employment, the volunteering you've done, the prayers you've offered, the protests you've been a part of, the promises that you've made and kept, all of these and others of your own ways are ways that shine a small bit of light and make the world just a little bit better. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to God in heaven. These words from today's gospel are said to the newly baptized during the baptismal rite, a reminder that you have been named and claimed as God's beloved. In baptism, your identity as God's beloved is secured, and you are sent out into the world to be Christ's light, pointing others to their calling as beloved children of God. Now, sometimes that light shines brightly even when we don't realize it or intend for it to happen. Yesterday, a friend told me about a time long ago when someone else was Christ's light for her. At the time, she didn't even realize that she needed to see the light, so to speak. He challenged her to think differently about his dream of parenting as a gay man. And she had innocently questioned his desire to have children and wondered what obstacles those potential children might face. He heard her questions and, with a bit of saltiness, stopped her in her tracks and demanded that she see things in a new light. She said that it changed her life and was one of the most challenging things anyone has ever said to her. Yet I know her now as one of the biggest and strongest advocates for LGBTQ people and their children. You see, he 
was clear in his identity as a beloved child of God and one who was called to shine light and love. And so he challenged her and then helped her to see God's light shining through him in new ways. Sometimes letting your light shine before others means truth-telling, even when it's painful or difficult, because it can also be freeing and life-changing. There are probably as many expressions and manifestations of salt and light as there are people. Each of us will season and light up the world in our own ways. Today at our annual meeting, we will remember and celebrate the ways that we collectively live out the gospel, sharing the light of Christ with each other and with the world. In the impact report, you'll see that we've served meals, marched in pride, sang together in worship, crocheted prayer shawls, empowered youth in their callings, buried our loved ones, connected with those in prison, mentored students, advocated for others and for justice. We've now begun the work of reparations and mending with those that we have harmed, those that have been harmed by white supremacy. We've cared for creation, played with children, tended to those who were ill or injured. Together, as the body of Christ, we shine with God's love and illuminate the world. It is both who we are and how we are to be. Salt that does not flavor and light that is hidden are worthless. So pass the salt. Light your lamp. Be who you were created to be for the world. For Christ has made us his own, a holy people, a light for the world to see. Amen.